previously on All Things Unexplained. I, um, I follow a lot of UFO pages in the UK and I put my story on there just talking about it and it was actually someone stole my story and picture and sold it to the national newspapers. Oh no. What? They sold it? Yeah. They got money for it? Why does it not surprise me? Yeah. So, somebody got money for your picture? That's just wrong. Yeah. That is so frustrating. Oh my goodness. So how did you get your face out there? How did you make it known that actually you're the one that took this picture and shared the story? All Things Unexplained. Hosted by Dr. Mounts. Let's face it, we were always ready to roll without him anyway. CJ Derringer. Ain't nobody perfect, right? And Smitty Needs. I've never planned out hardly anything my whole life. I just free ball. Featuring Cajun Man. I'm just old nobody, somebody looking for somebody. She is a Palladian starseed and light warrior. Listener Betty Clark and Lucy, she says, Mahatma Gandhi acutely observed that the greatness of a nation and its moral progress can be judged by the way its animals are treated. Great quote, Betty. Couldn't agree more. We're back with you with Lucy Castle from the UK, UFO witness, Palladian starseed. She's been kind enough to join us again and, and pick back up where we left off. CJ Derringer's joining me. I want to, I have to say, you know, thanks to the listeners like you, this podcast is possible. If you're interested in how you can support this podcast, maybe you would like to buy, buy CJ a coffee to help her stay up just an extra hour later. She's got a lot of kids there, newborn. <laughs> then you might want to visit buymeacoffee.com backslash unexplained. Everything is, is tremendously appreciated. I, ca- I cannot say that enough. Now, this next aspect of Palladian Starseeds and Light Warriors, I think is so appropriate for this moment. Thank you, Betty, Lister Betty Clark, and thank you so much for tuning in. This next aspect of what typically we see in a Palladian Starseed, nurturing or motherly by nature. Suddenly... I feel really out of place in this broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> it says you've most likely been called the mother of the group. Yeah, that's absolutely. Yep. You have nurturing qualities. You offer kindness, warmth, and an aura of trust to others. You can be a male, it says, and still have feminine energy, which is a good thing. Meanwhile, I'm literally going to scroll to my left and let CJ and Lucy take over this. this <laughs> well, I have to admit, I feel pretty motherly at the moment. 
Lucy, would you say that your um, family and friends consider you motherly? Yes, we're, we're very, we're very um, nature-loving, nurturing. We love to look after everyone. And we, we have this thing about us where we have to look after everyone, even though we don't have to. It's like we need to. It makes us feel complete. It makes us feel good. Yes. Yeah. I absolutely feel that. I constantly want to be taking care of others. I don't feel fulfilled unless I'm helping others in some way. All right. I'm back. <laughs> did, you, did you two straighten that out? <laughs> yep. We got it. We, we've got the motherly uh, covered. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I wanted to comment on listener Luisa Almeida's comment. I think this was a typo, but I might have mentioned that the air conditioners broke down in the unexplained studios here, and I'm on the third <laughs> floor, and we all know heat rises, and I'm it's the middle of a North Carolina summer. And the listener, Luisa Almada, said, Loving blessings to melt this recording freeze. I'm melting. Let me tell you, melting up here. <laughs> I, I also want to highlight the ne this next comment by a listener, Sandra Pujak. Sorry if I said that wrong. She says, thank you to all of us. She has experience with dragons, fairies, all forest creatures, Lemuria, and Atlantis. Now, I'm so glad she said that because one of the characteristics... Sorry, I just spilled something. And I'm going to let you take over for just a minute, CJ, after I say this. One of the characteristics of Palladian Starseeds is a deep connection, an a, a unknown connection they can't explain with sea creatures, particularly dolphins and whales. Mm. What is your experience with that, Lucy? Yes, that's that's correct. Dolphin and whales and mermaids, actually. They love mermaids. Um, so do you... Do you just have sort of a love for those types of animals? Do you spend time, you know, watching those animals, going on whale watching expeditions, or what would you say is your connection to those? It's like a part of your consciousness and your soul. Dolphins, oh. whales, mermaids, you have this love and connection with them. Oh, I will I will tell you, I don't know so much about what brought me. And um, I went to school in Santa Barbara and used to surf, and when I would out there surfing sometimes whales would come by and that was just the most magical experience to have something so large and majestic that close by it was scary at times but so beautiful to be that close to whales in the water i just love it so i have to say i did not know this before i started researching but palladian star seeds palladians it is believed we're one of the first beings to populate the long-lost land of Lemuria, which listener Sandra Pujak pointed out. Lemuria was said to be a water continent on Earth full of marine animals, and, and Palladians might find themselves loving dolphins and whales in particular. So, tremendous comment there, Sandra. Yeah, that's... That's one of the reasons of dolphins, mermaids, whales. That is my first time hearing of that. You said you learned that in your research too, Tim? That's right. I also learned that Palladian starseeds tend to be strongly, and I think we hit upon this, strongly empathetic. Not only are you able to put yourself in someone else's shoes, but you can literally feel what they're going through. And I've told this story before. Oh, yes. 
Yes, and, and so Lucy, does that sound familiar to you? Yes. <laughs> That's probably one of the, the difficult these energies that I deal with. If I see someone upset, I get upset. If I've seen someone cry, I start crying. It's like I'm, I feel their energy. I feel them, their emotions. And it, it gets quite difficult sometimes. I just want everyone to be happy. I was going to say that would be incredibly difficult. That would be so difficult to feel that, to feel all of those emotions. That's really intense. It is. If I see people upset, I get upset because I want, I love people being happy. I love people laughing and enjoying themselves. If they're not, I get upset and I feel their emotions at the same time. It can be quite daunting. My mom experiences that a bit, I think. Oh yeah. Yeah, she really feels other people's suffering like it's her own, which is can be a challenge. Yeah. It's funny you should say that because your mom just happened to be on a All Things Unexplained golf retreat <laughs> recently. And I noticed we, we had two different groups of us, two two groups of three. I noticed every time I shanked one in the woods or the lake that she really also seemed to take it to heart. Like it seemed to genuinely bother her because it she definitely mortified traumatic for me. She could have been replicating, you know, unconsciously replicating my terrible shots. Yeah, it sounds like. <laughs> that makes me feel better. And I've told this story. It's a good thing. Right. And, I've told this story before when my son was in daycare. I guess he was about four years old, three or four years old. His teacher wanted to speak to me one day and she said, you know, it's so interesting. They have this group of, you know, that they're all friends. And when one of them gets hurt, they all gather around and they are all sad and they are all hurting with the one that whatever incident actually happened to and that just broke my heart hearing that yeah and it also made me realize that i think that as a, adults you know we kind of lose touch with those inner childhood capabilities that we have in terms oh, of you've, being empathic. you've definitely lost it you've lost it for sure some of us have retained it yours is gone it's true they're not i don't think all i don't think all kids have that though i think some do and and some certainly don't there are those that will just for example <laughs> my middle <laughs> child <laughs> and to call her that now loves to watch me in pain she is fascinated when somebody gets hurt and it's not empathy <laughs> it is oh does that hurt you so I heard you. Whereas my oldest is very empathetic. She does not like seeing anybody in pain. So one of them has it, the other certainly does not. I suddenly feel like a Hannibal Lecter analysis is appropriate <laughs> at this moment, but we're gonna move on. Another another common trait of Palladian light warriors is that they Palladian starseeds tend to be true humanitarians. They are drawn to helping in some way, shape, or form and they realize the world could be better, they're drawn to helping people, animals, children, charities, any worthwhile causes that they could find. So true humanitarians 
I can attest that definitely reminds me of CJ. Lucy, does this seem to have been a theme throughout your life, being a humanitarian? Yeah, that's true. Since uh, a young age as a child, I've always wanted to save the world, save all the animals, the children, the people, even Mother Earth. We're very, we can't do enough for people and charities and help them. I've, I've always, if someone's suffering or hungry, I would go hungry for them and give them some food and money. And this is just how humanitarian we are. So compassionate beings. We need more of those compassionate beings on this earth. My goodness, everything would be so much easier if people were willing to help one another. Yeah, absolutely. And listener Sandra said she needs to be alone sometimes. That's the way she likes to hike alone or sleep in the other room alone needs to clean the cleanse the house from all negative energies i'm assuming negative energies she has to be careful about what kind of energy she's she's putting into her aura but because she can really eat people uh, very easily easily i should say me fredsom says palladians are helping humanity evolve in so many ways great great sentiment there's certainly nothing wrong with that i mean i can feel that honestly just in the last interview and in this interview i can really feel that it just feels like the supportive community nature of this group is it's very um addicting almost i mean who wouldn't want to be around such such supportive positive loving people i i definitely feel feel that energy for sure thank you oh for sure and longtime listener edward willikin says if we watch the tv sh- hi edward hey edward great longtime listener if you watch the tv show manifest he says it talks about a group of people going onto an airplane vanishes five years later they come back and they they kind of have this you know otherworldly intuition and different things going on I'm actually three episodes into Manifest, so I'm going to have to cut this comment off right there, but it is pretty interesting. Have either of you seen the show Manifest? No, that I absolutely have not. You've been heard of it. No. <laughs> That's okay. One of, Well, segue here. One of the characters on Manifest is a doctor, and interestingly, another common trait of Palladian Starseeds is that they tend to be into the healing arts and it can be things like reiki which i'm not exactly familiar with color therapy reiki what do you say reiki i think it's reiki reiki color therapy and counseling to name a few but also writing journalism journaling blogging counseling child care reiki sacred geometry crystal healing heart chakra healing medical services etc i feel like i was uh, naming off a set of cj hobbies there as a matter of fact (laughs) some (laughs) of them um what was the geometry one sacred geometry and i'm not i have to admit i'm oh i've never heard of that lucy do you know what sacred geometry is that's new to me yeah but i can't answer that but i can answer about we're all good healers as well energy healers so in the future we might not need doctors because it's all about energy we're here to assist humanity into 5d ascension and we can heal people ourselves 
That's wonderful. And that's what a lot of Reiki is too, right? It's using energy to heal the human body. Yeah. Yeah. That's maybe, correct. Yeah. Maybe we have an, a listener that can explain what the sacred geometry is. That seems super interesting to me. I would love to know what that is. I don't want to comment because I have a mathematical background. I, I have taught mathematics on multiple levels. I have a minor in mathematics. Uh, we did have a, a listener comment about sacred geometry. I'm going to put it up on the screen. I don't know if she wants to... Actually, I don't think I can add them to literally to the broadcast. But listener Jerminder Cower says, Sacred geometry is very important to ancient healing modalities. Many of us healers will remember. Thank you for that. You are, you have to be butchering these names. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say sorry to everybody out there that you have Tim from Mississippi trying to pronounce your names. <laughs> He's doing the best he can. <laughs> well, I can say this listener's last name, Misha Joy, says <laughs> sacred geometry is the building blocks of all creation. I love that. That kind of reminds me of an answer that a physicist would tell us. So, I love that. Who's the physicist we love, CJ? Wrote astrophysics for people in a hurry. Oh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Neil deGrasse Tyson. That's right. So, Misha Joy totally reminds me of a Neil deGrasse Tyson answer. Anita Porin says, Sacred geometry is the language of the universe. Now we're talking. I think I'm getting a sense for this. You know, Einstein spent a great deal of his life looking for a universal theory of everything, a, an equation that could tie all the, all of the universe together. And I, of course, some of you that know me know I love Einstein. And Einstein was so, so close. He was certainly dealing in the language of the universe. A lot of times if Einstein wanted to explore certain things in his mind, he would literally try to think of how a celestial or higher power would have to do things to make them work. And that's how he would figure things out. So theoretical mind experiments, going to other realms and, and talking with higher powers and how they dealt with things. And that's how Einstein translated, you know, these, these universal themes into mathematics and into physics and into equations and theories. And I love it. It all ties together wonderfully. Another interesting trait, CJ and Lucy, of starseeds, they tend to love spirituality, astrology, astronomy, metaphysics, and space. That's correct, yeah. I can certainly say that as I get older, I find myself far more interested in those things. Growing up, I didn't really look to the sky ever or ponder beyond this earth, but as I get older, I'm more and more interested in astronomy and astrophysics and things of that nature. How about you, Lucy? Yes. Uh, it started with me just staring up at the, the stars. I still do it every night. Um, I'm just obsessed with looking at the sky and the stars and the night sky, the moon. That's my favorite thing to do. Mm. It does bring so much peace, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Just to look out beyond yourself. But we definitely have a common theme with every guest that comes on this show. 
which is that they're always looking up. They're always looking up to the sky. They're always looking outside themselves. They're not staring at their phones. They're out in nature. They're connected with the world and they're seeing things that other people don't see. And the people that don't see them think that these people are making it up or that it's not true. But the reality is dude, most people aren't looking and that's why they're not seeing. Yeah, that's, that's true. And so the fact that you go outside every night and you look up to the sunset and you look up to the stars, you're going to see things that other people won't see because they're not looking. That's true, yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, we're talking with special guest Lucy Castle from the UK, UFO witness, Palladian starseed, and light warrior. We're talking about traits of starseeds. One thing Lucy mentioned to us off the air is she would love to talk a little bit about one of our favorite topics on the show, and it just happens to be a characteristic of Palladian star seeds, is that they are good with children and animals. And what better animal for us to talk about for just a brief moment here than Bigfoot? We certainly love Bigfoot on this show. It's one of our specialties. Yes, yeah, so I've been doing a lot of research about Bigfoot, and I connect with my Palladian spirit guides a lot and my higher self, and it has become a lot about this but the Bigfoots or Yeti as you call them are from the planet Maldek and they're actually fourth dimensional primate creatures and they are from the Maldek and brought to earth after the planet Maldek was destroyed that's why you can never that's why you can never catch them oh what what term do you use for them in the UK they're known here as Bigfoots Oh, they are? Okay. They are part of a certain evolution that went parallel parallel to the evolution of the surface of humanity. Um, they connected to the inner earth, but some live on the surface of the earth, but they can disappear, which is like switch to another dimension, which is why you can't catch them. And why they're switching to another dimension and just disappearing, there's big cracking and crashing sounds that's also reported. And that's when they're disappearing. Heard a very loud sound the other night and wondered what it was. Um, so uh, we had some people on the show not too long ago from Board Camp Crystal Mine, and they had some similar theories on Bigfoot as well. Native, but can't remember what they called Bigfoot. Folks with big, with the uh, Board Camp Crystal Mine, the Native Americans referred to them as the forest people. Forest people, that's right. But they had some similar theories on why they couldn't be caught and why they were disappearing in different dimensions and what have you. So clearly that theory holds true across the globe in terms of, of Bigfoot. But is it as much of a cultural phenomenon there as it is here? I mean, anywhere you go that's sort of in the woods, you're going to see Bigfoot signs and Bigfoot crossing and Bigfoot shops and Dr. Mounts writes Bigfoot children's stories that are very popular. I mean, it's a very popular topic in the United States. Do you feel that way in the UK too? It's not. It's not popular here at all. No. Really? There's no folklore or anything like that? Any stories? No, just what? Everything's from America, Bigfoot. That's all we hear from. It's always America. It's never here. Oh, wow. But the Maldek is... Yeah, I mean, there are museums dedicated here. The Maldek planet is between Mars and Jupiter but it no longer exists. Um, the asteroid belts between Mars and Jupiter is the remains of the Maldek that you'd see. 
but they're here to reflect on their past away from their technologies and they're just full of wisdom and peace they don't want to be disturbed and and here we are trying to disturb them every right. day but <laughs> but you know what i'm glad you said that lucy because number one another characteristic common to palladian starseeds and light warriors is that they are gentle in nature. Palladians carry an old, gentle energy. It can be likened to a grandmother's nurturing aura. And I want to take that to another level. Not only are they gentle in nature, but they're gentle literally in nature. So in the forest, on the ocean, on the water, in the sky, they're gentle to nature and in nature. Number two... We have a lot of shows that are popular here in the U.S. right now of folks that actually hunt Bigfoots and other cryptids and other creatures like that. And I have to say that that is not the way I think things should be done. I do not think that shooting Bigfoot, for example, is the way to go. And I much prefer the Palladian viewpoint of how to exist in nature i have to ask you lucy are you anywhere near oxmore no are you familiar with the town of oxmore i am familiar with oxmore yeah so i've always heard growing up and i watched a lot of shows on this about the beast of oxmore dartmoor do you mean oh of dartmoor there's a beast of dartmoor which is near in devon and they, or you can call it the Beast of Bodmin Moor, as they call it. Oh, what do you know about this beast? There has been some sightings, and it, it looks a bit like a, a jaguar or a leopard. Yes, like a black panther. Like a black panther, yeah. Yes, so CJ, the UK seems to be plagued or haunted, as it were, by black panther type of creatures. Very interesting. Lucy, have you ever had any encounters yourself with these? No, I haven't. Well, I think this would be a good time for me to say that I have actually been to the town of Inverness and out on Loch Ness hunting for Nessie, but not hunting in a malicious way, but looking for Nessie myself out on Loch Ness. Did you have any luck? Well, I tell you what, number I did figure a couple of things out. <laughs> uh, first thing I figured out was Nessie brand beer is pretty good. It's not bad. We'll number call two, that I, I know I figured out that the abundance of Nessie brand beer on Nessie watch tours perhaps contributes to sightings. <laughs> And number three, it's pretty pretty good strong beer. And number three, I could tell you that the, that Loch Ness though itself, it seems to perpetually be engulfed in a spooky, creepy fog or mist. It doesn't matter if it's high noon, if it's midnight. It's just creepy and spooky out there, and it's deep. It's dark. You know, you're kind of you kind of feel isolated. It's cold, and you got this creepy mist, which reminds me of a lot of Stephen King stories. 
here in America. And you know, if you, you have a few of those nasty bears, your imagination starts running away with you. You can kind of, you know, totally feel like, hey, what's creeping up on me out of the mist out here? Yeah, I could see that. I have to enjoy me one of the Nessie beers from the uh, safety of my hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they sell them online, so we need to order some up for the show. We do. Oh, this is a nice comment from listener. Michael Schmidt says, I see a radiant mother full of love with her cosmic child Aww. in her divine arms. Oh, that makes me want to cry. <laughs> Here I said I wasn't sensitive. Don't do it. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's a beautiful comment. That that comment reminds me of the Da Vinci Code, as a matter of fact. And I also got to visit the town of Roslyn in the UK, Roslyn, Scotland, and visit Roslyn Chapel of Da Vinci Code fame. And just, wow, mine... Mind blown. Uh, I was completely enamored, and I'm totally thinking, like, okay, I know the Ark of the Covenant's in here somewhere. Where is it? Let me let me at it. Yeah, that's definitely a famous chapel. That's an incredible place to go visit. I'll have to put that on my to-do list. Well, speaking of to-do list, another common trait of Palladian star seeds <laughs> is they tend to be perfectionist. <laughs> Ooh. Would you consider yourself a perfectionist, Lucy? There's things that I do and organise and plan, and it has to be perfect. If it's not, I'm not happy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have a lot of that in me as well. I think the less free time I have, the more I have to let that go. Uh, it's very hard to do. <laughs> it's hard to let go of the perfectionism, but um, yeah, certainly that lives within me in a strong way oh, yeah. for many aspects of my life. I can attest to, to that. Oh, and I'm going to add a comment there that you may want to see CJ from oh, listener hey, Bill. Bill. <laughs> Wow, Bill, Bill's part maybe? of my mama's group. <laughs> <laughs> he is the wonderful grandfather of one of my friend's daughters. Super sweet. Oh, awesome. So I just had to say that, number one, again, I'm on the 20th level of Dante's Inferno up here, which is the third floor of the All Things Unexplained <laughs> Studios, whose air conditioner is currently out. I'm sweating bullets up here, people. <laughs> drinking my pen's so you, cup. You can go to buymeacoffee.com backslash unexplained and actually buy Tim an air conditioning unit. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And my pen's cup is like, it went from a frosty 31 degrees to like, it's like 80 degrees now. But I have well, to say, I can, at yeah, I can attest to CJ's perfectionism. You know, just... Last night, we, we have an all-things-unexplained volleyball team, believe it or not, same volleyball team. <laughs> <laughs> and we won two out of three sets last night, so we won the match. We won two out of three sets pretty good, and CJ was so hard on herself. She's like, I played so terrible. I said, no, you didn't, CJ. We won. We won two out of three. Your passing was on, on point. Your setting was fine. I know you missed a few hits. But you played great. No, I, I played terrible. 
Yeah, it wasn't good enough. Total perfection. (laughs) (laughs) Another common trait of Palladian starseeds that might be interesting to our listeners and Lucy and CJ is they tend to be people pleasers. Often to their own detriment, Palladian starseeds are people pleasers. Their gentle, loving energy can be taking taken as being weak in a highly masculine society sounds like my cue to slide out of the picture for a little while (laughs) do you feel that way lucy no i like to i'd be pleased if i help people it's not the way around i I don't do it to please other people i do it to please myself i think some things and traits that you can read online can misinterpret the wrong way but okay well that's a good way to be Others that are listening right now of traits, do they ring true for you guys too? Or are there some we haven't listed that ring true to you? In terms of being a people pleaser, I don't I don't know for myself. I'm not sure that I can answer that. I don't know yet. I'll have to do some more introspection. <laughs> Well, I, I could tell you the listeners really seem to identify and associate with these uh, traits that, that I've researched on Palladian Starseeds. And I'm so interested to have you two on either side of me. CJ from the U.S. on my left, Lucy from the U.K. on my right, because we hear so much about the U.S. male-dominated power structure and the uh, the Great Britain male-dominated aristocracy. So I'm really interested to get your your two viewpoints on being perceived as weak in what could be a highly masculine society in the U.S., one the U.K. Think about how more how much more beautiful our society would be if people were to try thinking about others and trying to make others happy and. Um, putting others needs first and helping each other out I feel like it would be such a more efficient society but that's not the way things work currently no we're all one it's not about just feminine energy masculine energy we all have even men they have feminine energy women have masculine side of energy in them as well it's the balance that we have in our energy fields Hey, Unexplained Ones, this is Dr. Mounts. We would love for you to follow us and give us a five-star review. Check us out at allthings-unexplained.com. There you will find links to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Buy Me a Coffee, and Patreon. This podcast is made possible with support from listeners like you. We are also brought to you by Coma Toast Tacos, home of Squatching.com, where you'll find my Bigfoot-themed children's books. We appreciate you. And now back to Lucy Castle. No, we're all one. It's not about just feminine energy and masculine energy. We all have, even men, they have feminine energy. Women have masculine side of energy in them as well. It's the balance that we have in our energy fields.
Right, and then so I really want to know, and I'm, I'm going to have to dig a little bit here, I guess. Lucy and CJ, have you ever felt inappropriately labeled as weak in what some have deemed male-dominated societies? Societies that elevate characteristics such as aggression. Yes. I'm going to say no because I can also be aggressive when I need to be. Yes, there's been times when people can label me and be a bit unkind to me, but then I just look at them as they need inner healing, they need help, they need people like us to help them, to do that inner healing work, that's all, that's all it is. I don't blame the people for what they say, sometimes it's not their fault if they've got inner healing to do, because that alone cause, causes division in humanity and we don't yep. want to cause division in humanity anymore, the 5D Earth. We're all one, and there's people out there that are, have fear, anger, jealousy, and they're all different type of ego energies in them, low energies, that we need to help them raise their vibrations into high energies of self-love and compassion to all sentimental beings, divine beings. And then they won't attack other people then because they have self-love for themselves. Right. So Lucy, for those that are listening that, um, again, your message is really resonating with them and maybe they haven't identified as a Palladian starseed yet, where could they go to get support? Where could they go to learn more? Is there a book that you read? Was there a group that you joined? How did you get to where you are in your life currently? Well, I found out who I was uh, years ago. I just connected with other spiritual people and they helped me and I joined other different star seed groups and star mass meeting groups on Facebook and I learned more then and then I got in touch with my higher self. Okay. My sole purpose, listen to my intuition, listen to your higher self, divine mother, father, God. And it all comes in from then. It all It's all like a puzzle that fits into place. So there, it sounds like there are online resources that people could go to, Facebook groups that they could join to learn more and explore more for themselves. Yes, there's lots of spirituality groups on Facebook as well as Starseed groups. Wonderful. Tim, you're sweating That's bullets great. in there. <laughs> I know. I'm, I mean, it is so hot up here. Holy moly. But I, I want to tell everybody that you're listening to the number 34 podcast on the U.S. Science Charts. Just below Bill Nye, the science guy, who I think is British, as a matter of fact. If he's not, we will let Britain borrow him for a little while <laughs> and claim him as British. We might not be number 34 anymore, but since we were there at one time, we're going to be able to claim it for infinity until we surpass number 34 with the help of listeners like you. Speaking of help from listeners like you, you can check us out at buymeacoffee.com backslash unexplained or patreon.com backslash all things unexplained. Please check us out everywhere on social media. If you'll go to all things dash unexplained, you can find links for our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Follow, rate, and review. Check out my Bigfoot-themed children's books, one of which was the number one new release on Amazon, one of which was the number two Amazon bestseller at squatching.com. But we're joined by Lucy Castle, UFO witness, Palladian starseed, and Light Warrior tonight, my co-host CJ Derringer and her star child. Is, <laughs> they're kind enough to join us. I, I really want to dig a little deeper, if that's okay. 
Lucy, I loved what you had to say about when you encountered, you know, negativity in society and people giving you a hard time, maybe labeling you as as weak, not giving you credit for being strong. Have either of you ever encountered bullying in your lives? I've never been bullied, but I've seen people being bullied. Yep. Bullying is so ugly. It's so awful to witness. Um, I would say only once in my life did I experience it, and I'm thankful it was only once and I was young, and it was from a, f- a friend, actually, and um, yeah, it was not enjoyable. So to watch it happen to other people is really heart-wrenching. Right, and I, th- you know, we were talking about how Palladians tend to be people-pleasers, and, and I think it really ties into something we talked about last episode with Lucy. It's this notion of fear in our society. It used to be that we tended to believe that we have nothing to fear but fear itself, as someone once said, right? And one of my favorite Bible verses, whether you're religious or not, I think it has deep meaning to it. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall feel no evil. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And that used to be how we approached life, right? Like, to be brave and strong. To embrace our fear, but turn it around and go forward. But it seems like in today's society, that's the exact opposite. You know, we have so much bullying, so much inducement of fear in each other. All we have to do is open any news outlet and almost every story is something that we are told to be afraid of. From a Palladian standpoint, how do we address fear in our lives? How do we as like individually, how do I address fear? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Because I think it has to start on an individual level, right? Like, and, and then it becomes something else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for me, two things. Number one, I avoid things that I think are going to be fear-inducing. <laughs> I don't watch scary movies. I don't watch the news. I don't pay attention to much of that at all. I don't read the news. I just kind of keep away from it because I feel like if I can stay positive on my own, I don't really need anything else being fed to me. And also, I I personally use a lot of positive affirmations. I'll listen to things that tell me how great I am or how strong I am or how capable I am or meditation or what have you. Um, how we as a society address fear, I don't I don't know. I can't answer that one. I don't know. Yeah, going back to these bullies, that they need, they need inner healing themselves. These people are troubled with all these low energies around them all the time it's going back to being programmed in the matrix all these low bad energies and it's making people have fear and anger and be unkind to other people on this planet animals and it's just they need healing they need our help so people like us are the light we set an example on humanity as in has how to be to show the light to help them as people to stop them fearing, do the inner work. Um, one of the good things is meditation that we recommend, and that's establishing a connection to your higher self and your heart as a mind balance of each other's energies. Um, the higher mind is capable of identifying 
find your lower characteristics like greed, ego, obsession, and your higher self will make it clear to you of these things. And it will show you to let these lower energies go by acting on them. So I do highly recommend meditation to helping people like that. Absolutely. And, you know, CJ asked what or said she didn't know what we could do as a society. And I tend to be of the belief there's nothing we can do as a society. And hear me out. Here's what I mean. I think that it is up to us as individuals to deal with fear and to tap in to these Palladian traits of kindness and love. And that is through the individual actions of people like Lucy Castle, of people like listener Antonia Arce, who has been loyally following our shows with Lucy, of people like all our listeners on this show who have been so full of positive comments that through these thousands and millions of individual actions of kindness and living in the right way and tapping into these Palladian traits, I think that's where a seismic shift in society takes place. I think we are fools to believe that some politician has the answer for how society is going to change for the better. I think that I would be crazy to look up to, you know, a politician or a scientist for how to behave and how to live my life. If you're familiar with the novel by George Orwell, 1984, I, rec- I recommend all of you to check this novel out. It is so prophetic, and one of the things it says, the greatest enemy of a powerful government, a government that wants us to be afraid, that wants to tell us what to think, wants to tell us how to live, what to do, what group to identify with, The greatest enemy of these governments and these people in power are individuals with common sense that can do one plus one is two for themselves. And they don't need anybody else telling them how they're supposed to be, what group they're supposed to be in. Something really scary from that novel is it said the government at some point would tell people that one plus one is three. And you want to know what was frightening about this prophetic vision? Is that people would believe it. They were no longer capable of thinking for themselves, for having common sense, for interpreting what their eyes could see right before them. They believed lies wherever they came from. There's been so many comments about bullying and fear that have popped up as I've been trying to manage all these things right here. Um, But one thing that was said is that people fear what they don't understand, right? And it seems like people tend to bully people that they don't understand, that people that are different or that come from different backgrounds. Listener Judy Castro said, people who have unconditional love coming forth to themselves and others are the ones to look up to. Good point, Dr. Mounts. Thank you, Judy. Politicians are not to be followed. You know, I do believe politicians play a role in this in all societies. I think that it's very hard for anyone to want to be a politician these days in the era of social media and in today's environment that we live in. And But I think their most important roles are things like safety, keeping society 
safe and, and providing protection and things of that nature. What, what do we not need them for? We do not need them for things like how to be an individual. We don't, need, we don't need them to tell us what group to associate with, what religion to be or not to be, what to be afraid of. We do not need politicians for this. You know, give me clean water, shelter is fine, you know, a, a protection from invasion, but, you know, don't intrude on my life and tell me what to fear, what not to fear, what group I'm a part of etc. I, I don't think we need that. You did a good job holding down the fort with those monologues, Tim. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I actually thought we lost CJ. Boom. She's Sorry. back. So I one last all, thing here <laughs> in terms of traits of our typical traits. Oh, thank you, Judy. She said thank you. Please quit stealing from the people. That's exactly right. You know, I'm going to go on just another short monologue here before I get on to the last trait of that Palladian star seeds tend to have. I have said for quite a while here in the United States, I'm honestly really not sure exactly how things work in the UK, but in the United States, give me a politician who said, I will get rid of the IRS and what you have earned is yours. The money you have made is yours to keep. The property you have, it's your property. The valuable baseball cards that you've collected through the years since your childhood are yours for me not to put a tax on. The beloved comic books that you have read since the time you could read from Stan to Man Lee on, you know, those, they're, now they're worth a lot of money. You want to retire on those? They're yours. We're, just give me a politician that says, we're not going to take a piece of that. We're going to get rid of the IRS. What you as an individual, what you're earning, what you have made out of your life, it's yours to keep. It's yours to flourish with. Equal representation for no taxation. Give me a politician that tells me that. They got my vote. I won't care what political background they are. I won't care what religious background they are. I won't care what gender they are. I won't care what gender they aren't. It doesn't matter. They'll hide my vote, but you know what? Don't hold your breath. Don't hold your breath, people in the United States or Great Britain or any other country when you hear a politician say that. But George Winters, long, long time listener, George <laughs> Winters, I'm sorry the, you had to... <laughs> the heat up in your third story is getting you all worked up there. <laughs> he said, hey guys, hey, hey George, long time listener. I want to get into the last trait here. It's almost time to go of Palladian star seeds. They could be a water sign. We're talking Cancer, Scorpio, Pisces, Lucy and CJ. What have y'all got over there? Well, I'm a Libra, so. That's okay, being a Libra. I think it said it could be. I think I don't think this scale is all-encompassing. I think it's more like, you know, how many of these things match you. Lucy, we were talking about what <laughs> astrological sign that Palladian star seeds tend to have in common. What astrological sign are you, Lucy? I'm Aquarius. Okay, great. You know what? I feel like Aquarius should be a water sign. Don't don't yes. tell. Am I wrong with that? Yeah. Everyone gets confused. <laughs> 
<laughs> it does sound like it should be a water sign. <laughs> I'm going to go with it is. But you know what? This is so interesting because out of all these traits, this is my first match. This is my first match <laughs> with being a potential star seed. I have literally been the complete opposite of every trait until now. <laughs> But I did have a, a piece of advice. Mean you can't work on these traits, by the way. No, you're right. It, it doesn't mean I can't work on these traits. It's going to start uh, with finding someone that can replace the air conditioner in the All Things Unexplained studio. And uh, <laughs> maybe start some hot yoga classes up here. Try to work with my, pro you know, turn problems into solutions. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. what I want to try to do. I did have a a piece of advice for CJ and Lucy and our listeners here that that think they could be a Palladian star seed themselves. This was for the fact that we discovered Palladians tend to be people pleasers, right? Lucy and CJ, you both identified as a people pleaser, right? To a point. <laughs> so, well, one thing that my research revealed is, get this, one lesson Palladians must learn is that no is a complete sentence. If you're going to suffer because of it, you shouldn't do it. And I think we all have known people in their lives who no matter how much it puts them out, it doesn't matter. They're, they're going to help their neighbor or their friend out. Yeah, I suffer from that for sure. You're very good at saying no. <laughs> You've got that one down. <laughs> Well, you know, sometimes it's also not just no, but my phone was broken. And then it was out, you know. Those kind of things, well, but that's been going are, on since the dawn of man, are, right? Yes, but we are super thankful that Lucy said yes when we asked her to come on this show. So <laughs> we appreciate the, uh, the one word of yes <laughs> this time around. <laughs> Because it has been an absolute pleasure to have you and all of the other um, listeners and commenters that have joined us for today's show. Is there anything that you would say we didn't cover with Tim's extensive list there that we went through um, that people should know about Palladian starseeds or light warriors? I could say more about um, with the meditation it will help you have a sense of calm as well peace and balance and as well as beneficial emotional and overall health at the same time and i was like i was saying it's a powerful gateway of connecting the higher self with the brain waves of different frequencies and it's all about the energy and it's just a beautiful work of ways spirituality is and self-awareness as we know it which allows access of higher realms in and outer cosmic spiritual energies and knowledge at the same time but this is all what we need to do for the ascension of mother earth as she's moving into the new earth of age of aquarius mother earth has been in lower frequencies for such a long time and a lot of people in the humanity have too but now it's changing and as the age of Aquarius has begun, Mother Earth is ascending into higher dimensions. So we must ascend with her to keep our vibrations high and unconditional love for all beings. I love that. And what type of, is there a specific type of meditation that you do? All different types of meditations you can do. As many I do, quite on a regular basis. 
I have to use guided meditation because I haven't quite gotten to the place where I can just sit on my own and meditate. I need somebody constantly reminding me to breathe and focus on my breath and and yeah. draw me back in. Otherwise, I find my mind going to a thousand different places. So the guided meditation. Just keep your mind at rest, block everything out and do some breathing exercises and all free meditation, just concentrating on your breathing in and out deeply and keep your mind focused on just your breathing and nothing else and see what comes to you from your higher self what visions you get you might see colors you might see a whole big visionary or something played out but it's it's all about practice it's that's a beautiful part of spirituality as well as mother father god well once again we are so thankful to you and to all of our listeners and to little baby for being so good <laughs> during this show. Didn't know how that was going to go. So <laughs> that worked out. And um, if you haven't yet, please do follow us on social media. You can follow us wherever you listen to your podcast. That's all things dash unexplained. You can check out our website or head to buymeacoffee.com backslash unexplained. As we mentioned earlier, we do keep all of our shows free. And the only way we can keep going is through the support of our listeners. So if you are feeling like you want to support us today, please do visit that buymeacoffee.com backslash unexplained. I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me to talk of the disclosure and Mother Earth Ascension. It's been brilliant. Thank you. Our pleasure. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Happy Pimps Cup night. Good night, everybody. Bye, everybody. This has been All Things Unexplained.